day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Trust that you're gripped firmly to the Word of God and that it shapes your thinking and your perspective on life. Welcome to the podcast today, uh, continuing our study in the Gospel of John, uh, particularly in the in the uh, interview that Nicodemus had with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, we have been looking at the the uh, concept of being born again, one that has gotten a lot of bad press in recent years, at least in in uh, our post-war era of Christianity here, uh, as our nation continues its it's uh, plummeting away from the truth of the Word of God. It's all the more important right now that that truth be echoed and be proclaimed from the mountaintops because it's the only thing that will save our country and our nation and certainly our individual souls. And so it's important that we continue to herald this. It sometimes falls on deaf ears. We know that that's the case. We would love for everybody to be able to read the precious scripture that we've been reading the past few podcasts where it's declared declaring that you must be born again and that the Son of God must be lifted up so that everybody that comes to Him might not perish but have everlasting life. That's God's will. God's will is that you be saved. But there are those who would reject that. God doesn't force His will on men, but He gives them compelling reason to come to Him and to trust Him. Uh, That's the reason why God has made us free moral agents, to make those choices uh, that will surrender, submit our wills, as broken as they are, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we pause today because I wanted to come right into the passage of Scripture that follows that famous uh, verse that we're all familiar with, that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son passage, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And uh, not everybody is familiar with the 17th verse, the one right after John 3.16. The Bible says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Uh, Jesus said, You must be born again. Uh, And we are all aware that if you're living in this world right now, and if you're trying to live for the Lord Jesus, you look around you, maybe it's your family or your co-workers or your neighbors, and you really understand that not everybody is going uh, to be born again. There are many that in spite of God's effort on their part, the extravagant expenditure of His grace, not everybody around us is going to come to Christ in humble submission to Him. And the uh, the scripture reminds us that this would be the case, uh, but that God, uh, Christ didn't come into this world in order to, to uh, proclaim judgment when he came the first time. Now, the second time he comes, he will. But the first time he came so that he might provide that gracious salvation, that act of God whereby he is willing to forgive on the basis of the merit of Jesus himself and what he did on the cross and rising from the dead. But verse 17 reminds us that uh, in spite of all of God's effort, that the the truth is not everybody is going to come to Christ. That ought to grieve our hearts. It does mine. I've spoken with somebody even in the last day or two that that this, they seem almost hard-faced, stiff-necked about their responsibility and accountability to the living God. There are those that have even told me, well, I just can't believe in a God that would send people to hell. 
And the reality is that's an ignorant statement because God doesn't send people there. They condemn themselves and bring judgment on themselves by a rejection of the most wonderful way of redemption and forgiveness and restoration to God that this world could ever know. That's the truth of the scripture. The Bible says in verse 18 here of John chapter 3, He that believeth on him is not condemned, literally not judged, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? The text says, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So verse 18 then is a reminder that even though God sent his son to remove the barrier of sin, this this obstacle, this this blockade that prevents us from having fellowship with God as human beings, God sent his son to remove that, to break that down, to pay for that sin and to make us holy like himself. But there are many who reject this offer, and thereby they bring judgment. They bring on their own judgment because of that very rejection. Verse 19 goes on to say, how does this work? Well, it works like this. And this is the condemnation, or this is the judgment. This is how it works. Light is come into the world, the scripture says, and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Here are the consequences. The very act of light coming into the world brings judgment and condemns. That's what the scripture is saying here. Uh, Verse 19 is a reminder that God sent Christ. He came into this world. He is the light, but many love the darkness. Uh, I'm reminded when I was in college that I often worked on a maintenance crew And on that maintenance crew, there were occasions when we had to descend into some tunnels that would run underneath sidewalks all over the university campus. And as I, when we would climb down the ladder and into these tunnels where power cables and everything ran, as soon as you'd get down there, you might hear a little crunching underfoot. But then you would turn your flashlight on and there would be cockroaches everywhere scattering because the light was shown in that very dark place. It's actually quite disgusting. It would be like a moving carpet sometimes. Uh, The Bible says that there are many in this world who love the darkness. They're drawn to that rather than the light. And the reason is, according to verse 19, because their deeds are evil. Verse 20 comments on that. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Folks, the reason men and women are condemned is because when they're confronted with the light, the truth of the light, they show that somehow inherently, They recoil. Somehow on the inside, they recoil from that light. Why? Because they know their deeds are evil. That's the simple fact of the matter. It reminds us of Romans chapter 1 and verse 21. Because that when they knew God, this is talking about lost people, Uh, They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, literally in their reasoning, 
uh, in their in their logic. They became empty, and their foolish heart was darkened. So people who love darkness because of their evil deeds have a gloom of their own making that hangs over them. And the Bible teaches there here then that the reason people are condemned is because of that love of their own sin. Well, verse 21 ends with an encouraging thought because verse 21 says, but he that doeth truth, literally that practices truth, does come to the light that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. Uh, John is recording for us here this very important truth that when you come to the Lord, when you respond to the light that God has given to you, there is going to be this inclination to want to run to the Lord, to run to God, to know Him, to discover more about Him. to know, And, and all that time, you're going to know, and it's going to dawn on you more and more, that I am such a wicked person that I am so thankful that God showed the initiative, provided the salvation, was willing to forgive me of my sin, adopted me into his family, and he's shaping me and molding me and making me look more like his son, Jesus Christ. And this longing that I have in my heart, thank the Lord, was given to me by God, not from something I worked up, because frankly, in my natural condition, I love evil. But with God... He gives me that love for Him and for the truth of the Word of God. If somebody, it's always a red flag to me as a pastor, if somebody is negligent of their Bible reading, uh, where they never pray, they never talk with the Lord, they never have a personal devotional life, they are very, very sparse in their attendance, they're infrequent at church to hear the preaching of the Word of God. Maybe they even feel uncomfortable around Christian people. And the reason why is if they inherently recoil from the things of God, there's a reason for that. It's they love the darkness because they know that their deeds are evil. They know that their lifestyle is in antagonism and hostility to the cause of Christ and to holiness. Folks, cultivate a love for the Word of God. Cultivate a pursuit for Him. Turn off the TV. Turn off the social media. Cut off all those things that are going to distract you from what's most important. And you will be staggered and amazed at how the Lord will draw you close to His side and give you the tender comfort and compassion, uh, the companionship, the holiness that we so Uh, we so need in this life. God bless you today. Walk faithfully with Him. Remember to be in the Lord's house when the doors are open. God bless you.